Boom! What up, ladies and gents? It is Thursday. S H I So happy it's Thursday. We're gonna jump into the program. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Bros. <laughs> we are ready for some San Diego heat. James, Ooh, it yeah. is that time. Drop the fire. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the Joe, to Joe, into the Joe, into the yeah. show, just a quick reminder <laughs> to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're catching us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review and help other like-minded, awesome business owners find value from our awesome guests as we rise up in the podcast rankings. We will sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on and learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz slash podcast guest and schedule your time slot. And don't forget, follow us on all our social medias at business bros pod ladies and gentlemen we're so excited and so honored to bring yet another incredible guest on the business bros pod our guest today started out as an it project manager but has since refocused and re-energized his efforts into real estate his passion is in educating first-time home buyers and helping them achieve their dreams of home ownership drawing on his background of project management he creates a clear outline that covers every step every hurdle, and every goal along the journey to that close of escrow. Our guest manages his business and his life with purpose, and part of every commission he earns is proudly donated to his, his favorite charity, Urban Street Angels, focused on helping to end youth homelessness in San Diego. We could not be prouder to have such a purpose-driven professional on the show. So without further ado, joining us today from With Purpose Realty, welcome to the show, Rob I Lucci. How yeah, fitting yeah. to have you, a house party for a realtor, right? <laughs> you said that. You said that so good. I don't think I need to be here. So let me dip out real quick. All right, all right, wait, <laughs> that's it, ladies and gents. Two and a half minutes show, and we're out. That's it. We're done. <laughs> all right, Rob, dude. Uh, Thank you. You're you're a San Diego man. Uh, you're here locally. Most of our audience is here locally in San Diego. Uh, tell us a little bit about you know aside from what James said in the intro because you're already doing some great things. What's it like uh, for you being here in San Diego, taking advantage of a beautiful weather that we got every single day? Yeah, I think I think pending those who end up listening to this, I need to give a shout out. I'm actually a Jersey boy here, moved to oh. San Diego. Oh. However, you know San Diego now, so. Um, yeah, no, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. And honestly, it's like you put it, San Diego is a beautiful place. And I got lucky enough to move here three years ago and stumbled into such a great city. So I'm very, very happy to be here. All right. So uh, in, in full disclosure, right? Full hang, disclosure. On, hang on, hang on. I want to start a San Diego fight. Oh, what's your favorite taco shop? <laughs> Rob, what's your favorite taco shop? You got to have a favorite taco shop if you're here in San Diego. So... I didn't hear a word you said. I don't know if it's just robotic on my end. Could you try that one more time? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, what I, said, is... I said, I want to start a San Diego fight. What's your favorite taco shop? I'm honestly not getting anything. It's coming out totally robotic oh, no. and or cryptic oh, right no. now. All right. How about, how about now? Can you hear me now? It's like a Verizon commercial. Can Thank you hear me now? 
taking off my headphones. Same, same issue. Uh-oh, uh-oh. How about now? How about now? How about now? That's what happens, ladies and gents, when we're live. We're live on the program. Let's see. Sometimes, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. All right, James. We'll talk a little bit until we get uh, Rob to figure out uh, his his technical issues on that side. All right, so used to be for me, my favorite taco shop was Armando's growing up because it was right there by the high school, right? I so one. I went yep. to Southwest High School, so it was right there on Hollister. That was the place to go. Uh, we would take the guys, all the, and I'm talking about all the guys or girls, whatever, in the high school. At high school, in the band. Yeah. You can hear us now? Here, now. You can hear us now? Super cryptic. Try, <laughs> try that question again. I don't know. All right, so- we wanted to start a San Diego fight. We wanted to know what your favorite taco shop is. Oh, God. Um, probably Lucha Libre, I'd have to say. Oh, Lucha hell Libre. yes. In Hillcrest? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one in Hillcrest. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um, Old Town area, right on the intersection by the five. I'm blanking on the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I was, I was getting confused, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lucha that's, Libre. That's, the one you're thinking about is Tacos Libertad, I think. Libertad, that is the one that I was thinking about. Yep. But Lucha Libre, that's right next to that one bar. Uh, can't think of it, but yeah. I know what you're talking about, right? Uh, right at the end of Washington. Correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, that that one is good. That one is good. If, okay, so for the audience that is not in San Diego, one of the reasons why we call it Taco Shop and one of the things you can get here in San Diego that you cannot get anywhere else. And Nick, I know you're from Florida. If you ever come down, I'm going to take you to go, to go grab one. It doesn't really matter which Taco Shop. They're all, a lot of them are really good, but this is how I judge them. Rob, this is how I judge them. Let me know. I judge a Taco Shop by the caliber of their California burrito. That's, that's interesting. I guess that's fair. That's, that's totally fair. Dude, that's and and like, ladies and gents, leave it in the comments. Like, do you judge your taco shop by the California burrito? So, for those of you who are not here, first of all, it's called the California burrito, right? But it's not everywhere. It's only in San Diego, and it's mm-hmm. a burrito has carne asada and it, and it can have the salsa, sour cream, guacamole, all that it stuff. Better have all that stuff. But it also has French fries in it. Yep, that's what makes it a California burrito. So, Rob. Uh, let's, let's jump away from that real quick. Cause, uh, <laughs> I just, I, 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 I just had to get hungry. that in there, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a unique thing, right? It's a unique San Diego thing. So let's, all right, let, let me jump into this. All right. So you're a Jersey boy. You came to San Diego. Uh, and did you get into real estate? Like right when you got into San Diego or was it something you were already doing? Just transfer your license. Yeah. So I, I had done real estate for less than one year in Jersey. That's where I made my career switch from it to real estate. And when Laura and I moved out here, uh, it was a decision whether I go back into IT where I had a a pretty nice little resume there for a quick, stable, nice income, or do I take a chance and stay in real estate where I ended up falling in love with it? Um, So I guess you can guess what I did being as I'm here now is I stayed in real estate. I had to get my license all over again. um, And I basically started right away once I got here. Yeah. What what brought you to San Diego? I mean, Jersey's a potentially nice place. I've never been there before, but everybody who's from Jersey tends to like Jersey or, you know, uh, what, why San Diego? I wish Laura was here to answer that question, but basically it truly is for the weather, a little life change. So I grew up in South Jersey. I slowly moved to North and basically by the time we got here, Laura had traveled the world for a year and said like, Hey, I don't want to kind of go back to where I came from, even though New York city area is a beautiful place. So we had friends say, look, look, you, you guys would love this, this location. We had never been here. We packed up our stuff. We were there about two months later, and here we are. We own a house now, starting a family. So 
Pretty crazy. Nice. All right. I'm curious. Uh, yesterday on the podcast, we had uh, Luis and Leslie uh, Peraza, and it's a mother son duo, right? So working with family has always been one of those one of those crazy things. Mm-hmm. Like I know for for a fact that people have gone through COVID and had to uh, integrate family and work life. You know, you have your spouse who used to be away from eight hours a day for the most part. Now they're here at home, yet you chose a profession where you two work together. What was that decision like and how has that been for you? Yeah, it's a great question. Honestly, I I wouldn't say, at least me personally, I put too much thought into it. I I worked for a lot of family-run businesses growing up and even in real estate in New Jersey. So I know what it's like. I've seen the pros, I've seen the cons, and it's a dangerous line you play, or a dangerous game you play, right? Um, for, for me, again, I, I didn't put much thought into it just because I knew uh, Laura and I, we have very different and similar things about us. Uh, the similar things allow us to coexist, if you will, but the, the different things allow us to work on different parts of the business. So Laura comes with a really, really strong marketing and, and sales background, which is enables us to work from like the open funnel kind of sales start of real estate, right? Whereas then I come in and I really enjoy more of the tactical day-to-day and you can imagine with marketing, that's more strategic, right? So we kind of have a really nice process. It took a little while to find, right? As, as you do with any kind of company you start or just job. Um, but because of our differences, it allows us to actually enjoy totally different parts of the business and the process, which then, you know, once we found our click and how we do the handoffs, it, it's worked out honestly beautifully. I know James and I, when we're, uh, when we're together, we're always, always talking business. Like it's, it, it's just like a second nature thing. We can't stop talking about it. It's what intrigues us. It's what captures our attention. When you guys are at the dinner table, since you were operating different types of the, of the, of the business, does it ever change or has it all, almost always stayed focused on, on, on that? Cause it's what you like to do. Well, I'll tell you this, this, this is why I love Laura is we, we both, or let me put it this way. I, I've never met a more driven woman, which really curtails to me because I feel like I'm very driven, right? So from that aspect, we share a very similar perspective on we both love to work hard, play hard. So that part's cool, right? But yeah, sometimes you got to, you know, some one of us, if we're talking too much business that day, it's like, hey, listen, <laughs> Netflix, let's chill out. Um, but we've, we found a nice groove where, you know, we, we know when enough is enough and we, we turn it off. But it's it's a great question you ask. All right, so let's talk about building a business here in San Diego. You came from Jersey. You probably knew nobody. I mean, from the sound of your story, you didn't know anybody. Uh, You didn't know your way around town. You had zero uh, inclination of how the city operated, and yet you've managed to build a successful business from it. Can you walk me through how you got started and and how you kept going versus where there's a lot of agents who get their license and just kind of fall off after a year or so? Sure. So I think it's what a lot of people probably tell you. It's just the day-to-day hustle, right? And that comes from an entrepreneurial mindset of you. If you want something so badly enough, you'll, you'll get it, right? You set your mind where it needs to be and it will get there eventually. Almost like the fake it till you make it kind of thing. So I, I knew what I was entering. I had the corporate job to begin with. And I, I found myself waking up every day just unhappy because I wasn't looking forward to what I was doing. So it, it kind of caught me by surprise because here I was. I set a goal from a very young age, like have good money, good job, stable income, whatever. And I'm waking up unhappy. I was like, that's not right. So I saw the opposite before I saw the entrepreneurial side, or even without money, I'd wake up every day hungry, hungry for what's coming, excited. And I found the stress of the financial stress was much less than the stress of not enjoying what you're doing. Right. So that's kind of how it started. Um, and then just came to everyday hustle is like, do, do the right activities as every realtor and young professional or professional of any nature there will tell you is, 
for us, it's open houses, right? Not right now. It's not, which I really feel for those trying to start this year, because that's, that's how I got my start is without a doubt, I could always fall back to open houses. And that just comes to being a bright personality, talking to people, uh, being aggressive, but being understanding. So that's really how I built it was just through open houses because I, I didn't have a network at all, period, zero. So, and I didn't really think about it because I didn't have that either in Jersey because when I started, I was in North Jersey and I had friends, but we're all young. No one's really buying a house yet. Um, so I kind of I kind of came in with that expectation, I would say. But then through, through doing it, you just got to find, ride your highs and ignore the lows almost. And it really does help when you have a partner who supports you because at the time, Laura was working in a, a tech-oriented sales role stable income traveling a lot right so i think that too was me maybe a little little help where god forbid we had one stable income right um but not even considering that just having a partner that supported you and saw that you really wanted it didn't put pressure on money you're bringing in or money you weren't bringing in at the time so having that support worked and then just kind of wrapping it up um you just find your groove so finally or eventually i should say you know, we started seeing patterns, identifying how to market and having some money to play with to then invest back into your business. So now you said uh, early on, you were talking about how your background was in IT, hers was in sales and marketing. Uh, tell me a little bit about some of those grooves that you did find. You kind of mentioned some funnel stuff, right? Especially now, you know, COVID hits and all of a sudden your your bread and butter, which was open houses, your way to meet more clients, uh, that's taken away from you. What were some of the major shifts or changes that you had to make in order to survive in this new market? Yeah. Well, so one of the biggest things we did beyond open houses and something uh, I really loved is we did in-class home buying events. So we called it Hobson Homes, first time home buying event. And we would actually go to breweries around San Diego, mainly North Park, Normal Heights. If you want to work with us, great. If not, no worries. And we actually got a lot of clients that way. So it was really hard for us because in addition to open houses, that was our second lead generating. Um, you got hit twice. Hit twice, right? So, so that's yeah, that a, dude, that's, the, that's the two jabs to the face. Now you're yeah. like dazed and confused. Well, <laughs> so, so basically um, we took the opportunity. And I think this is, it's really, it's really fortunate. We had two minds to think about it. Right. So we took that and we, didn't quite take it online because all of a sudden, as soon as COVID hit, you saw like um, home buying seminar, home buying seminar, home buying seminar. And we tried it and it's like, man, like we really had something unique because it, it costs money to do, right? And it, it was a long time frame. But the quality of clients you got was impressive. So by the time, you know, six months, 12 months rolled around, you had that whole timeline just churning, right? Um, so not a lot of people did the in-person one, but everyone started doing seminar because it was free. So we're like, well, we can't do that. We're just one of a billion right now. So what we did was we turned our whole class or excuse me, our whole first time home buying seminar in person into an online class. So not just a seminar, but a true course oriented 45 minutes worth of material home buying class. And we hosted on the site Udemy, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with, but basically if you want to learn to play the piano, a new language, there's just courses out there, right? So it's teacher student oriented. So we turned that whole thing into a win we spent months, months, and we didn't have anything else to do, right? <laughs> we're, Stuck we're, at home, right? Yeah. Home, right? Um, so we just built it. We we bought the right software and platform to do really nice recordings and videos. And uh, maybe I could even share the link with you later. But basically, we turned into that. And that's become one of, 
I wouldn't say the top yet, but one of our lead generating pieces and truly a value add because everything we do, forget the sales, it's education, right? Because mm-hmm. people in our generation, and I, I'd say moreover, all people really want to be educated, right? So it's like, what's that value that we can add that's very, very different from the crowd? So we shifted from a class in person to this course. And what it does for us is whenever we represent buyers, because it's the purchasing side, these people are solid. Like they know they want to buy a home. They, they've prepared. They've done their homework. They've gone through the class. They have their financials in order. So you get into an escrow and it, it's a done deal. And I say it in the most positive way. It's just the, even for the consumers and the clients, they just have a wonderful experience. Well, I mean, one of the, the things that people don't understand is the power of pre-qualifying somebody, right? So if you get into real estate and you don't have a pre-qualification script, I'm talking buyer side and seller side, then you're in trouble. Like you're you're trying to figure it out as you go, kind of, you know, just say whatever you feel like that comes up to you on the top of your head. That doesn't, that doesn't work well with your clients. Then one client knows something, the other client doesn't know something. You're, you're taking the pre-qualification process and, and you took it to a whole new level. The fact that you designed the course and that these people are coming through, you've already added value to their life, whether they work with you or not, right? But but you get also this other thing, which is like the teacher pedestal, right? It doesn't matter whether that teacher knows everything or not. When somebody teaches you something, you always look up to them for more advice, right? And that's a completely different scenario going forward, which is something that you guys did. How do you feel about, you know, what's your experience in, in that, you know, in that aspect? In like the teacher aspect or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I always long for that. I think that's something that is passion is my passion. I, I always say if I had a second life, I'd either be in uh, law enforcement or a teacher, teacher, probably number one. I don't know why. I've just always loved educating. Used to be a tutor in college. And um, so that gave me life too. It's like, wow, look at all this you can teach like you're saying. So we were doing that in the class, right? But there's only so much you could say in a one hour, 40 minute class while drinking a beer right but when mm-hmm. we turn it into a course and, and you say okay hold on one second let me think about this process like what what are the must knows and what are the things you know we can teach along the way and when you combine the must knows into this platform it's powerful so it, it's it's it warms my heart it makes me feel wonderful when you see someone who puts in the time that goes through the course maybe they're not ready yet they ask you questions like you're saying along the way they look up to you and you help them prepare those processes that take a longer time almost feel better because you really change their lives in such a way that, you know, they weren't thinking that way. Right. So when you empower them with that information, it's it's just when you get the keys at the end, Oh my God, does it feel good in your heart? (laughs) Dude. And and that's, that's super powerful because the biggest stressful, the biggest stresses that a real estate agent goes through are the questions that a client has, right? All these things, we can call them objections. You can call them questions. You can call them whatever you want to call them. But when those questions come up, if the real estate agent doesn't have the answer, doesn't know, um, is not providing that information, that's where their stress level goes up. This is this is a very stressful situation for a buyer and seller at that time, but it could be for the agent as well. Yeah. What you're doing is taking that whole thing to a whole new level. You're answering all the questions ahead of time. You're handling all the objections ahead of time. Plus, you're filling your pipe all the way down. You know, you're, it, It's got stacked of different qualified people who are educated and ready to rock and roll. I want to know what an escrow looks like for you because, <laughs> I mean, you you kind of hinted where, oh, it's a smooth process. But, I mean, you don't look like – okay, granted, you probably – you know, you have the hair issue like me as well, right? But but you're not pulling your hair out through this process anymore when you're working with your clients, right? Mm-hmm. 
Fact. So like I'll put put this out there. We obviously advertise and market in multiple funnels, right? So this is one funnel. The clients that go through the course, that take their time, that don't rush into it, that that go through pre-qualification as part of that, like very thoroughly, it's a breeze. Escrow is a breeze. And and obviously everyone's different, right? Like, you know, house to house, condo to condo. Um, you never know what you're gonna find. But that is the number one thing our clients say is like, oh, my God, we were told this would be so stressful. And we have texts and Laura always posts on on social media, on Instagram, just one after another. Like, wow, this is so much better than I expected. No one told me. Everyone said it's going to suck. And and the thing is, like the 30 days, they don't feel like 110. They feel like like maybe maybe 60. Right. Because it feels forever when you're in it. But it's literally a breeze. And I, and I say it again in a good way that we, we check all the boxes so that we can focus on the things that we need to focus on in escrow and not have these billion questions that are always in people's heads because we answer them ahead of time. All right, let's talk about, uh, you mentioned it. Now, this is the second time you mentioned it, and now I'm curious. You said people are going through this particular funnel, right? And I don't think, uh, uh, many people don't quite understand what a funnel is. Can you kind of describe, uh, you know, what a funnel is and how you're using it? Sure. So when I say funnel, what I mean is that we have multiple pillars, if you will, of how we're going to meet clients, right? There's always the the sphere, your your friends, your family who recommend you. There's if you do open houses, which again, right now you can't. If you do online advertising, if you uh, do social media and for us, it's this class. So that's what I mean when I say it. Because, because uh, you know, it, it, what, what you're describing is a different way to lead generate. Right. A different way to get somebody to to a realize that they're interested in buying a house a or right mm -hmm. B look at you as the person who can get them from point A to point B. Right. And then what you're doing, uh, that little extra step is you're teaching them something that's that's of value. A lot of this stuff that you're talking about, how much of it have you created in an automated process and how much of it are you hand holding and walking your clients through? Um, most of it's automated, like the class, for example, would be a good example, right? Um, but there's always a fair amount you have to handhold just because we we never want to lose the sense of a small business vibe to it, meaning like we we love our clients and we love them like family. So I never want to automate to the level that you lose that because your hands are in too many places and you have to automate in order to maintain such a level of service. I, I say I, we, Laura and I, we take our service to, to the next level. Like we hold the standards so high that we, we would kick ourselves if we ever messed up. Right. So there's always a manual aspect to it for us, just because we never want to lose that, that personal small business, very close relationship with clients. What, what type of activities are you doing now? Uh, now that COVID's hit, uh, where it looks like it, it's looking like we're going to go into another type of shutdown here very soon. Yeah. Um, we have the holiday season, which is notoriously, you know, slower anyways. Uh, and yet interest rates are super low. Inventory is super low. How is that affecting your, uh, your processes or your business uh, and, and what do you see coming up in 2021? Yeah, honestly, I would have to be bold and say it's it's not because remember, I keep talking about the buying side, but we, we do everything in real estate, buy to sell, right? So there's, there's a lot of different channels you can hit and pillars like we're talking about um, to, to focus on when something slows down and something goes quicker, right? So for us, from the aspect of the um, first time home buyer, like because there's such a long educational path you can take, 
if things have to slow down because of shutdown orders and rightfully so, right, to be safe and keep in mind everyone's health, well, we're just going to pump that a little bit more to to pump up that pipeline until we get out of it, right? And it gives us more time to get to know people. Um, as far as what's coming up, <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> I, I never would have guessed we'd be where we are today. Like when it first happened, I, I wouldn't use the word worried, but I was very interested to see, you know, unfortunate things that happen with, with the, the pandemic and people losing their jobs and the housing industry went the other way. I believe that there's just no way that it is this total inverse thing going on with the housing industry and the global market and jobs. So I, I do believe in 2021 things should slow down slash maybe there's some foreclosures coming and, and we don't want to see that. Right. But I would anticipate it because in my opinion, there's just no way that that many people were affected and it didn't affect the housing market is my opinion. Now I've been wrong so far in 2020. So we'll, we'll see in 2021. Hey man, to be fair, I feel the exact same way. Uh, I, I, I foresee it. it it's almost like you got to put your hand into reality, right? Like there's so many people that are unemployed right now. There's so many loans going out to to keep businesses and and uh, payrolls afloat that when that dries up, there's got to be some consequence. The fact that we have interest rates so low is telling you that a lot of the growth is, uh, I don't know, inflated. It's it's created. It's not a natural market. It's it's very much coming from an external source so you know it's, it's kind of like you're holding up a weight well eventually you're going to get tired of holding up this weight as big or as small as it is and then what happens uh and 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 what i appreciate the fact that you're like this is just my opinion because i say that all the time right like we don't have a crystal ball there i wish i did right but if if 2021 uh is is definitely going to be one of those years that that the market crashes this is one of the reasons why education is so valuable in your in in what you guys are doing, are you educating your uh, potential buyers and sellers about what may happen in in a downward market? Hundred percent. I'm glad you called that out. What we always lead with is, you know, specifically actually in the class we used to do, it's the first thing we do is talk about the market and you know all the different impacts and what what could go up or down, right? And we always lead with like, look, when's the time to buy? When you're ready meaning that you never want to put yourself in a position that you're uncomfortable with a payment, right? So whatever's coming up, whatever's happened, please think about like, hey, God forbid there's good or bad times coming. Whatever that payment is, i.e. when you purchase a house, know that that's your comfort zone, right? And, and we stress that over and over again. So yeah, we, we spend a lot of time not just educating on the process, um, but also on like the ups and downs. And hey, real quick, I recognize we're kind of running out of time. So I want to mention one thing, not to turn the topic too much that I, I think is really important to mention. Um, one of the things I meant to say earlier about like getting here and, and a passion is that um, we also look, we, we try to look outside of real estate too and how we can affect our community, right? And how we can be a, a positive impact for our community. And um, it was mentioned in the intro that we actually, for every transaction we're a part of or house we sell or house we help buy um we we actually donate a portion of our proceeds to an organization called urban street angels and what they are is they're an organization that rescues homeless youth off the streets of san diego so it's a local organization run mainly in the metropolitan area of san diego youth can be defined 18 to 25 
And basically what it does is it gives this individual um, housing, education, medication, treatment for a month's worth for every transaction we do. So I, I almost forgot to mention, I really want to say it because it's a main driver of why we do what we do. It's not just helping people into homes, but here's all these people without homes and we've found a creative way to put a roof over their head per se. And that's uh, that's powerful, man, because the truth of the matter is, you know, we, we always talk about the weather here in San Diego and it's so beautiful and it's great and it's everything. But what people don't realize is because we have such beautiful weather, our homeless problem here in San Diego is huge. I mean, if you for those of you who are not uh, you know local here in San Diego, you drive down downtown. Um, there's areas of downtown that are tent cities. Uh, and you know, it's fortunate in the sense that the weather is, is survivable here versus other places in the country, but that is still a problem. It is still, you know, it's one of those pandemics I was here before what we call the pandemic now. And you know, the, when there's people like yourself, uh, James is another one that, you know, they're the, the, the pressure they place on themselves to solve this homeless problem uh is is super commendable and and there are people that uh talk about it and there are people like yourself that are doing things about it uh so you know thank you very much for sharing do me a favor uh as we as we finish up here uh let people know how they can work with you how they can get a hold of you and then how they can donate if you know if they don't work with you or they do work with you how can they get a hold of that uh, organization and, and become a part of it Sure. So from the working point of view, I hope, you know, whoever's watching can see the, the level of dedication we put. So just know, you know, if you choose to work with us, it's not just helping yourself, but it's helping a cause that's that's far and beyond what what any individual can go through. Um, so basically, that's how you can help is if, you know, one, if you work with us, it helps in a way. Um, but two, if you want to donate, Urban Street Angels is the name of the organization. You can actually donate on the site. Any and all donations help. And this year we were actually able to raise over ten thousand dollars for them. Um, we include our clients for Christmas gifts, pie giveaways for them, donate pumpkins. Um, but the best way you can do is just go to the site too, if, if that's a direct way you want to do that. Urban Street Angels. Awesome. And then if people want to get a hold of you, can you let them know, uh, yeah, Orly, how, how they can get a hold of you? Yeah. So honestly, the best way, we're, we're um, very active on Instagram. So fortunate Laura's not here, but her, her Instagram handle is uh, Laura Realtor with Purpose, L-A-U-R-A realtor with purpose and then mine would just be rob realtor with purpose we're on there every single day you can see our content you can see you know we're not just saying we're actually doing it and that's the best way for you to to visually see it awesome man hey you guys are doing some great things uh local here to san diego so i'm sure we're gonna be bumping into each other very soon oh. uh right we're, we're probably gonna have to compete on the best uh, california burritos people can come <laughs> by and check it out Hey man, thanks again for being on the program. Really appreciate you taking the time. I know, uh, you know, real estate duties call, so we didn't get Laura on here, but uh, we did get we did get you to come on, and and uh, you you definitely shared a, a great story about you know how you guys got started and why you're doing what you're doing and how you're helping your your local uh, your local city to to grow. So thank you very much for coming on the program. Thank thank you for giving us the platform. We both really appreciate it. All right, ladies and gents, that is the end of today's program. It is Thursday, so I want you to know, so happy it's Thursday. S-H-I-T is probably my favorite day of the week, only because I get to spell it like that. Anyways, we'll see you again tomorrow, ladies and gents. Have a good one. We're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? 
Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.